What's up guys? Welcome to Indian Markets with KR, a podcast where I talk about how the Indian indices are moving and how they might move in the future. I also talk about a few stocks and my trades. So, uh glad to see you here and let's get started. Welcome to episode 202 of this podcast. If I sound a little bit sleepy, that's cuz I am. I just woke up. So I've got my nice hot kada cup of chai with me and I've got the charts loaded right in front of me and make sure that you're listening to this episode at a speed you're comfortable at. Let's get started. Right, starting things with the market snapshot as usual. Nifty is at 10167.45 right now. It is up just 25 points. I believe it to open at a gap up of uh, around 180 200 points or something like that it was crazy basically uh, and it was very close to 10350 that that famed level which which is, which is being uh, you know which it's, it's it's a massive resistance level everyone's saying that so it, the high for the day uh, was 10328.5 the open for the day was 10326.75 so that should give you an idea around 220 points up uh on on open uh but that gap is soon filled in i think there was a fair bit of uh, support taken at 10200 or so uh but we'll get to that in a bit today i did not trade nifty so i'm not quite sure about the exact movements of the day uh but that that's not going to be an issue exchange wide snapshot you know the buyers and the sellers data fidi it's not giving me that accurate info i think it it's st- it's still showing the fi's as 97.61 crore buying and the di is at 47.29 crore buying i think this this number is slightly different so make sure that you check it out on nse's website i'm not quite sure because i did not trade nifty i'm not quite sure you know what the broad market volumes and movements looked like uh so i i honestly don't even have an idea uh but by 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 reliance which is the stock that i traded today uh the involvement was quite high the number of sellers were like 36 37 lakh at one time above 40 lakh so uh, it, it i don't think today was a low volume day the ad ratio for the day is 2.2 which is pretty decent broad market indices look okay they they're all fairly flat positive right now except for small caps which are up more than 1% sectoral indices are completely mixed we're seeing bank nifty up fairly 152 points positive uh nifty media is 1.66% negative private banks are okay it is okay financial services is mildly okay psu banks are not okay and nifty realty is fine it's 0.32 up so a very mixed day for sectoral indices as well and as a result even the fixed income securities are completely flat so today uh, speaking about fixed income and non equity uh, investment classes today the the bharat gold sovereign fund or just sovereign gold fund or something like that uh, opened up and i think it's 2.5% over and above gold's returns pretty cool i personally don't have anything in gold uh, nor do i really intend to putting anything on in gold uh but if you're looking at 
you know, gold as an investment, physical gold, uh, this is better than physical gold, basically, because not only are you getting that additional return and you don't have to sit and haggle with uh, people who sell gold, you you also are contributing that much more to the economy because as far as I remember from what I remember, you know, again, second year economics uh, is that there's a di- very distinct distinction between uh, savings and investments and while physical gold is a saving because you hold on like you legit hold on to it and it's out of the circulation it's out of the system paper gold is an investment because it's still well within the system and there's a flow to the money it's not one way and you know it's just not like you're you're holding on to an asset You, you pay the money and gold itself is free to move the way it wants you just you know on paper on it so if you're looking at, you know, short, long story short, if you're looking at gold as an investment class, uh, paper gold is probably better. Not only are you getting better rates um, and returns, but you are also doing your bit for the economy, which is uh, very near to this point. Uh, no volume spurts, price spurts, just one. I think it was Eibel Housing Finance. Nope, not Eibel Housing Finance. Eibel Housing Finance was actually... Uh, one of the most active securities uh, today, active equities today. Number one was Idea. It's it's up 14.29% at 12 rupees. SBI is the next one. Tata Motors also uh, up 4.42%. 115 Ashok and also very strong move. And uh, then comes Eibel Housing Finance at 150.9. So pretty decent, uh, pretty good, strong move seen by that company 52 week highs a lot of well-known companies a lot of you know repeaters here adani green uh alkyl amines amines however you say it is the right way alok industries astrazeneca pharma i think they had some uh, very important news yesterday or so balaji telefilms is here as well and uh, reliance industries they, they made their new high. I think it was right around open at 1618.4. Ruji Soya, once again on this list, it is at 767.75, up 5%. Great to see uh, Ruji Soya back. Uh, talking about 52 week lows, Krishna Pro Schem. Krishna Pro Schem, I think. Can I? No, not Pro Schem, For Schem. Krishna Foschem Limited, I'm assuming that's how you say it. Vertos Advertising are the only two 52-week lows. Again, not that well-known, so it doesn't matter. Idea, lot of activity going on with uh, corporate players, massive, large bulk deals happening. Uh, which other stocks are there here? Liberty Shoes, NCC Limited, PVR Limited. PVR Limited, there's a very, very... Very active, it seems. RBI Bank also very active. Ujjivan Financial Services also very active. Uh, oh, looks like this is 5th June's data, not today's data. But then, you know, I just repeated what I said yesterday. But I hope that's not of a major inconvenience to you. Uh, I'll, I'll check the date before. I'll check the date very carefully this time. Uh, 29th May is the next short. I think we haven't spoken about these uh, shorts. You're looking at Biocon, Britannia, Grassim, HDFC, HDFC Bank, HDFC Standard Life, ICICI Pro Life, Kotak Mahindra, Larson and Tubro, and Tata Consultancy Services. 
Uh, now that I think about it, I think we already spoke about these, but hey, you know, it, it, it's never bad to repeat info, especially when it's important to you. So that, uh, talking about the oil prices, we are looking at WTI at $39.27 per barrel down 0.71, Brent at $42.25 per barrel down 0.12. A few reports are saying that we might see, uh, you know, crude back around 35. I don't know. Honestly, I really don't track crude as much. I don't have, you know, a lot of idea about um the actual pricing and the actual economics that goes behind it because there's just a lot more than price charts which is what we typically follow almost exclusively so i'm not sure if that report is right or wrong uh but you know i'm assuming that it is going to be that's how i'm that's how i'm gonna uh, consider it so make sure that you're very careful while getting into new longs of crude if you do trade that talking about usd inr it's at 75.54 well within that range uh, that we've been seeing if it wants to break out it really does have to go either 76 or 74 5 or below so let's see which route it picks and talking about the global markets here i thought i'd just mention them real quick uh, we are looking at most of them being positive including the asian markets cac is negative mild mild neck right now FTSE dax are mild positive Nasdaq hasn't opened yet, so let's see. It's probably going to be flat as well. So let's see how, how that goes. And I'm trying to see if there are any news items available. Oh, by the way, uh, yeah, uh, Mokesh Ambani shined through again with another investment. Abu Dhabi's some fund this time. And okay, let me let me just skim through some news items. Uh, Amphi data of May shows that equity inflows down 15%, which is quite a lot but i mean it's understandable not a lot of people earning not a lot of people can invest and uh donald trump is questioning warren buffet's selling of airline stocks i mean <laughs> these things happen I'm, I'm i don't know why warren buffet sold the stock i'm assuming that he expected something really bad to happen uh but then again you know these things happen it's fine i i think that to 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 a huge extent he's He's overhyped as a trader slash investor, uh, but you know I'm I'm no one to speak. So yeah, uh, those were uh, the main snapshot and news pieces. Let's move on. Let's move on to the indices. Right. So we're gonna just breeze past Nifty and Bank Nifty here. Nifty, looking at the 15 minute chart, I can see very clearly that uh, pretty much until the first half of the day. It was really indecisive and probably, you know, eating option premiums left, right and center, unless uh, you had carried forward a call, in which case you had earned, you would have earned a bit. But then uh, after that, if you had held on to it, you would have really, really seen the negative effects of, uh, of premium decay. And after that, it really picked the negative side, the bearish side, and there was no real looking back right until around 2 p.m. where it, it did attempt a mild recovery, but then it that, that was stopped very easily by the R1 resistance plus that 10,200 mark. So from there, we pretty much saw, uh, saw Nifty right around its previous close, you know, very tightly range bound, taking some enormous resistance from the R1 level and from the 13 moving average. So that's what it looked like on the 15-minute chart. 
on the daily chart, it looks like, uh, you know, we, we saw a massive gap up opening and then it sort of just melted down. So it does not look that good on the daily chart. And whether it, whether it continues to rise or not is, quite frankly, I'm not sure because uh, it we never really know, right? It, it, on the one hand, it does have some very uh, clear selling uh, selling pressure. But on the other hand, looks like the bulls are starting to consider uh, you know, just just going all out and breaking that ten thousand three fifty barrier very soon. So let's see uh, what happens. And I think that a lot of a lot of these is going a lot of this is going to be sentiment. So overnight, let's let's see how the sentiment goes. And because that now you know the, the unlockdown has started, economic activity will also start start catching up. So you know, I I'm assuming that is why the market is positive. So let's see. Nifty Bank is very similar to Nifty this time. You know, it's it's actually almost like a carbon copy. Uh, so it, again, on the 15-minute chart, it's very cool to see that happening. Flat till the first half of the day. After that, it fell down. During the second half of the day, we can see that it's slightly more bearish than Nifty. In fact, while Nifty uh, made a new swing high and then fell down, Bank Nifty was still under its swing high of... Uh, of 21,967. So not as much selling pressure as Nifty, uh, but that selling pressure is clearly evident for Bank Nifty as well. Now, uh, yeah, I think that's that's about it for Nifty and Bank Nifty. I have posted a few levels for individual stocks, not Nifty and Bank Nifty, because I'm not trading them nowadays. Uh, well, not nowadays, but these days. So I'm not quite sure of levels. I can just help you with gaps and such. So 10,350, if that's breached, then we're probably looking at 10,461, 450, approximately that area. If that is breached as well, we're probably looking at 10,550. On the downside, uh, we should be looking at 10,176, which has been breached, but it's very close right now. Uh, the next level, which is important, is 10,142, which is the previous close. After that, 9970. After that, uh, which is the next level? I can just see uh, 9847. The one after that is going to be 9757. Nine, so 9755, not 9775. So, uh, just a quick little recap of the levels. If uh, 10,350 is broken, then 10,450, 460, after that 10,550. On the downside, we're probably looking at 10,176, 10,142, 9,970, 9,755, and uh, oh yeah, 9,850 as well in the middle. So it looks like a lot of 50 levels are here, like, you know, ending with 50, which is pretty cool. Anyway, let's move to my trades. Right, so I adopted as much as possible a more of a trend-based approach where when the trend was positive, you know, established positive or when uh, the stock was above its moving average, I would go long. Whereas, you know, if the trend was negative or if the stock was below its moving average, I would go short. And uh, I stuck to it as much as possible. And uh, the outcome was pretty cool. It was not, uh, it was not exceptional, but it was it was it 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 was very interesting to uh, be that disciplined about it, which is you know which is an important part. You, know, you have to be disciplined when you're trading, 
and uh, that discipline you know that discipline is only really possible when you stick to something uh, like this very very strictly so in my case uh, the entries and exits are mainly based on support resistance zones moving averages and uh, you know possible possible areas where you know such as the tick average vwap and such so uh, that that's that's pretty much it about my basis how my day was it was uh, the first trade for the day was very good very positive the second trade of the day was mildly positive the third trade of the day was you know a long trade right above the previous close of reliance and uh, the stop loss was the previous close it breached that stop loss it, re- it breached that previous close very passionately and very strongly so that that was a loss for me on that one i re-entered after that uh, you know once it sort of found a bottom going long reliance but then it was just uh, the, the the bearishness the sell off was just uh, too sharp i wouldn't call it a sell off but just just the overwhelming negativity if that makes sense and the resistance offered by the moving average and such was just too high it was completely unwilling to explore higher levels so uh, that's what i saw now this today's pricing movements were eerily similar to what we saw yesterday i think that in fact, you know, even on 11th May, which is when the previous all-time high was hit, the price movements are very similar. So it makes a new all-time high. It retraces for a bit right around the gap because typically it creates it uh, on a gap on the first candle. And then it it it, it, it sort of recovers back to around 50% of, uh, of the first opening candles move. And then it goes down again. So that is what we've been seeing on 11th May on 5th june and today so i'm not sure if that's if that's an established pattern but then that is uh, that is one very clear thing that i can see uh, with reliance and because i'm hopefully going to be trading reliance in a very disciplined manner for the coming few days i should be aware of all of these things and i will start to you know notice even more patterns one very uh, one very odd thing i'll, I'll say is despite around 40 lakh sellers on reliance it was gaining at sometimes very easily so i'm not sure if that uh, you know general bearish bent was there and you know people were just uh looking at higher levels as more shorting opportunities or you know if if this is just something which is there like hdfc where the sellers are going to be astronomically high at times I don't know about that because the, because at that time the buyers were just around uh, three hundred and fifty thousand or so, so I'm not sure if that's a characteristic of the stock, uh, but that was the case with Reliance today. So yeah, uh, that 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 was you know that was my only trade for today, and as far as the lesson is concerned, I think I think the main lesson for today is is just about being disciplined because uh, and and trying out new stuff because you know unless you really try out different ways of trading you might not realize what what is you know what suits you best plus when you try out different things uh, you learn you learn you know different aspects to trading mental aspects where you know your mindset and such psychology all of these all of these things which are extremely important uh, you start sort of you know understanding them at a different dimension if that makes sense because i i have never really stuck very hardly, very ruthlessly to one, uh, you know, one very back-tested system. It's always been 
more of a trend-based thing where I see where it's going or I see where the resistance support zone is at and then I choose. But this time I was purely signal-based, which which really tested my patience a lot. It really, uh, it really made me very disciplined in that I could I did not want to re-enter unless the circumstances and the setup was right and such. So if you've been doing that, then great for you. I was not so... It's not a bad thing not doing that. It's just that, you know, it depends from person to person. Some people are great at just, uh, you know, being very impromptu about it. Some some people uh, suck at it. So it really depends. Find your find your sweet spot. And that's only really possible if you experiment, if you try out different things. So don't be afraid to di- try out different setups. You know, if you don't want to put actual money into it, you can always do paper trades with those. You can always backtest it and then, uh, see it in the live market once to see if you're comfortable with that. If you're not, then you can always revert. Uh, if you are, then you can just uh, continue using that. So, yeah, that's uh, that's going to be my lesson for the day. Hope you found this episode helpful and informative. I don't know why, but every Monday episode, I just sound really, really weird. It's like Monday blues every single Monday. So I'm sorry for that. Then I hope you found this episode helpful and informative. I hope you had a positive trading day and I hope you have a positive trading week ahead. See you in the next one. Happy trading.